Hey, welcome to the Power Friendship Podcast, episode 129 something. 129 something. We have a special, today's a special day. Special dose of friendship we have for you today. Benny, introduce yourself. I'm Benny J. Blanco, and I am the co-host of the Power Friendship Podcast. What about you, Sailor? I am Sailor Gaines, and I have a, today's a really special day. Today's the best, might be the best day ever, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna cry, I'm not gonna cry, but you won't see it. It's okay. Okay, we have a special guest today. Introduce yourself. Hey guys, Stephanie Nadali here. OG voices of I'm Dragon Ball. I'm Dragon Ball. The queen of the gold and baby trunks. Okay, Ko, let's be heroes on Cartoon Network. The first eight episodes. That's so cool. So happy right now. I'm, I had to throw I'm in this for you, you know, make it, make it fun. Oh Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're the best. Uh, uh, I, I don't, I'm speechless. I'm trying to talk. I, all right. Pull together. Pull together. All right. Pull together. All right. Power friendship. Thank you. Hit the like and share button. Subscribe. Press the like button. Drink your water. Tell your mom and dad we love you. We're here to ask the GOAT some questions, okay? Hmm. All right. The greatest yeah. of all time. All right. So, all right. First off, how are you today? First off, that's the first hey, question. How are you today? I'm great. You know, like I said earlier when we were navigating through the troubleshooting, I have been traveling every weekend for as long as I can remember. And this is a random weekend that uh, I chose to stay home for some dear friends of mine's 50th birthday party. We're going to be dressing up in 50s attire. And I'm like all about costumes because I used to travel with a show band. We did costumes and musical theater and all that stuff. And um, I did a signing in town in Dallas-Fort Worth yesterday. So I made it all work. And the fact that you reached out when you did couldn't have been a better better timing. Um, So I'm actually at my house like did not have to be up at any particular time for the first time in ages. So I stayed up late, like my old musician life, you know, I used to sing in a band and stuff. So like I stayed up late and I slept in and I am like in heaven right now. Having coffee at home with my dog. (laughs) My dog is like at the door going, when are we going to take our walk? Like, excuse me, what are you doing? So I'm like, I'm like a really good zone. I'm like really chill and relaxed and just happy to be home, getting some stuff done around here. You know, life just, you know, life happens when you're making other plans and it's going to, yeah, we're here for a vapor. Boom, 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 boom. It's going to, you get older and man, time just flies. So. (laughs) You got to, we're big music guys here. What is your favorite band? What's your favorite band? Oh my gosh. I have so many. I grew up as a very, very, very young child in the seventies. And of course I went through all the eighties, which has some of the best music ever. So my favorite uh, era is the seventies where um, I grew up on disco music. Um, My favorite singer of all time. I mean, once I heard her voice, I was literally like three years old and I heard Donna Summer sing and I'm like, I am so going to be a singer. Like, and thankfully um, we always had a nice stereo. My, my mom and dad were both big music people in the sense that they always had music around and I just latched onto it immediately. And I would actually memorize her albums, even her live albums and give like 
concerts at school and elementary school, like on the merry-go-round. That sounds crazy, but I was just mm-hmm. obsessed with performing and singing and it just came naturally for me. And I just, anything and everything, music, I, we had a piano in the house. I started playing by ear. Um, then I ended up taking lessons and, you know, I, I, I can't really pick one band, but I can definitely pick one singer and it's Donna Summer. And then my favorite male singer is uh, Neil Diamond. I grew up with him and um, I like Queen. I love Freddie Mercury's voice. Yeah. I love Ann Wilson with heart. Uh, ABBA was another favorite of mine. Um, this is all kind of oldies for you youngsters, but, um, that's what I literally cut my teeth on was that, and then just, those are the albums that we had. We had, we had record albums and then of course it moved into cassette tapes and I was obsessed with cassette tapes and was collecting those and had a microphone, um, not a microphone, um, recorder, what do you call it? Cassette player. Once I got one, my hand on one, on, on those, uh, my hand on one of those, um, I was recording and mimicking everything like voices, um, my babysitter. I was just obsessed with that. And and I think that was kind of different. Like most, most little eight-year-old girls don't, don't do that. So I was a little bit weird, but it was, it all contributed to where I am now. I mean, I learned how to, how to morph my voice, how to mimic, how to, you know, you know, the singing and the rhythm and the, you know, that, that came in handy when I did, I do the anime, um, dubbing because it's a matter of like matching the flaps. Like when we would do the English dub of Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. and Dragon Ball, uh, this was back in the day. I say not, back in the day, I mean like 99 through like 2008, we were, um, they were being released on VHS tape. Um, and yes, we were, I have, I have, everything, I have some. Yeah, yes. me too. So everything you see is Jap- is Japan. And then everything you hear was mm-hmm. what we dubbed, including the music and, and stuff like that. So, so the music actually, goes hand in hand with the voiceover. It's kind of like, it's not really a surprise that I ended up in voice acting. I was, I didn't pursue it as a child. Like I didn't like, Oh, I'm going to be a voice actor, but I was definitely into voices. I loved cartoons as a kid. I grew up on Looney Tunes and the Smurfs and, um, you know, all that stuff that I didn't realize, but I was like mimicking and, and, and developing Mm -hmm. and morphing my craft at a very, very young age. And, it's kind of like a life resume. It's not, it's not that I, you know, took a class or I did a workshop. It's like, I, it was like a life mm-hmm. journey for me with it becoming kind of like a, a voiceover musician resume, you know, cause I just did so much. I did, oh, you know, awesome. drill team and pom pom and, uh, what I do community theater, musical theater. Uh, I just, I just really just became enmeshed in all of it because it was just such a big part of my, um, livelihood. And to this day, you know, now I'm self-employed freelance, you know, I just kind of roam around and we, whenever my band can play, it's called the high rollers or not the high rollers. We used to play at the Windstar world casino. And now we've got the band called Moonglass, Moonglass band on Facebook. So right now we're kind of on hiatus because I'm doing a lot of appearances and meet and greets and traveling on the weekends, which is usually when the gigs get booked, you know, for weddings and parties and things. So, um, when we get a random gig, it might be a restaurant or a fundraiser or something like that. So I, I stay really busy with, with both. And I really want to get back in the studio and record. I've got an album that I need to put up on Spotify that I did in 97, long time ago. I just have to learn the logistics. Um, but yeah, my favorite stuff is R&B, soul, jazz, a little bit of jazz, Motown, oldies, a little bit of country. I mean, I'm in the South, I'm in Texas. So, you know, country music's big and I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. So you know, it's just music in your blood. It is. It's just, it's in my veins. 
<laughs> so yeah, well, now, I, I'm curious uh, on um on your journey because like yes, a lot of people know you from anime and stuff like that, but it's really really like heartwarming to hear that like no matter what your passion has always been music and you have stuck with that throughout your career and there's one thing i'm just curious about uh for your voice acting uh how did it happen was it funimation that came to you or you just did a like a random casting call for an audition you know yeah it, I, as i've learned as i've gone on and done you know appearances with other voice actors that were auditioning around the same time we all have kind of like a different origin story for me it was hundred percent the music contacts. I was actually, I'll try to summarize this because I, I don't want to like ramble and get everybody confused, but basically, so I was traveling with a show band called Vince Vance in the Valley. <laughs> and I said, I joined the, a, a band at 18, went to college and somebody, this, I'll, uh, it's such a, it's kind of a cool story. I'll just, like I said, it's like kind of long, but so like I was singing with a show, this band that was just starting in college and this, uh, other musician lived across the street and we had our windows open and he heard my voice. So he had me audition for his band. His manager immediately scooped me up and offered me the job with Vince Vance and the Valiants, which is a um, 50s to the 90s show band. They've been around 52 years, um, started in New Orleans, but they were based in Dallas. And we, um, I went right on the road with them. Um, three girl singers, full show band, costumes, comedy, um, so I started traveling with them and in doing so I met a lot of the local DFW musicians. I was, you know, supporting other live music venues and other bands and I would sit in with some of them and we kind of like became like a community here in Dallas Fort Worth. So in doing so I met the uh founder and producer and lead guy for a band called Brave Combo. They're a Grammy award-winning polka band. Coincidentally, Nadalny is Polish. I am a I am Polish. My dad's side's Polish. So um they asked me to sit in because we were like opening for each other. Like we would do like a, a festival and it'd be like Vince Vance of the Valiants and Brave Combo. And then we'd like sit in with each other and stuff. And I got to know them. And that guy, uh, Carl Finch, uh, asked me to come in and record some, some vocals for his, on his albums, like backup singer kind of stuff. And then he started writing music for me. And then we did this album, which I said earlier, we still haven't gotten it online, but we will. And then that at that session, when I was working with them, one of their biggest fans, who was kind of a local guy, Barry Watson, um, was the actually the director for Dragon Ball Z. I didn't know any of this at the time, but he was there at one of the sessions. He heard my voice. Um, I had done some work with Chuck E. Cheese. I was Helen the Hen for one season, and I did some voices for a toy company uh, called Jemmy, where basically you just do all these different voices and all for the toys, and they like put the the sound file in the toys that you know, push the button and they like move around and seeing like you know, Christmas and Halloween toys for kids and, you know, stuff you see at like Target and Walmart, you know. Um, anyway, Barry Watson was there. He liked my voice. He thought it sounded animated. He already had in his mind that he was going to be recasting the show and bringing everything down to Texas. I found all this out later. The girl who played Gohan in Vancouver prior to Funimation recording it in Texas was also a singer and had a similar voice. So he already had this in his mind. So I was actually called in for kind of like a callback. Like I kind of like didn't have to do the cattle call. I think some people did do an open audition type thing. So um, he gave me his card and I gave him mine. Sometimes that turns out to be nothing. I've, I've been in this business a long time. So I always keep my expectations low. So I'm never disappointed, but he did call me 
uh, about six months later and said, hey, we'd like for you to audition for this cartoon. I had no idea what it was. Anime was not even in my vocabulary. This was in 1998. Showed up to the audition, auditioned for all the female roles. While I was there, it was kind of like a, it's kind of like uh, American Idol. Cause I was like, it was like in a room with a podium and I was standing in front of like three judges. It was very weird. But um, at the very end of the session, they asked me to do a young boy voice. And because I had done so many different impersonations, you know, of kids I went to school with, my stepbrothers, my brother, my, I just gave them what I thought sounded like a cool little boy voice. And they added, said, hey, make it a little more raspy. And then so I did and they loved it. Apparently, that's what they had me in mind for. So a week later, I got a phone call saying, hey, you're the voice of Gohan. And I was all excited to, to embrace something new, but I, I had no idea what that was. So when I started out, it was at the Ginyu Saga. Um, Gohan was like, you know, seven or eight years old. We kind of picked up where they left off in Canada. And like I said, I found all this out much later. Uh, I just thought I was doing a voice for a cartoon. I had no idea it was going to be on Cartoon Network, Cartoon Network. I had no idea that it was this huge anime that had already been, you know, released in Japan and was already a huge. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. It was all, we were paid by the hour. You know, there was no residuals, no royalties. Um, the company Funimation saved a lot of money by recasting everybody in Texas, and it's a right-to-work state. So, business-wise, that was a very good decision for them um, to do that. But then, uh, uh, actually, right when I got cast as Gohan, my mom was diagnosed with leukemia. And she ended up passing away, like, right after they started showing the show on TV. So we were able to, like, um, enjoy that together while she was going through chemo. We actually got to see a Dragon Ball Z episode on Cartoon Network, which hmm. there's something different about seeing it when it's airing as opposed to, like, popping into VHS tape. Because it's like, it's this is like being aired all over the, you know, I don't want to say the world, but, um. you know. People are watching right now. So that was a a tough year for me. Um, But I also had like real life experience, like turmoil. My mom was my world, like my best, biggest fan, my fortress, my oasis, my unconditional love. So when it came time to do Gohan in the Cell Saga, I really had real life experience. I know, because Goku was like, you know, killed and, and he was like, you know, you can do this. You've got everything you need inside you. So like that whole, that was just such a cathartic moment for me during the cell saga, having been through that. And now my father just passed away a few weeks ago. And so I'm just like, I'm just going through this orphan stage. I'm just like, I don't like this. This is not fun. And he was out of state and I hadn't seen him in over a decade. And so I'm just like, "Ah." it's like, I'm grieving, but I'm like, I know that they're with me and our our loved ones want us to move on and find happiness so so that's kind of the story and i I really did try to summarize it i know it's long but that's how i like getting discovered in a way i guess and you know singing with brave combo and just singing with bands you know i was just always using my voice so you know i'm rocking out singing all the time touring 250 plus days a year so when it came time to do the really tough stuff and the screaming and the yelling and the fighting with the cell saga Thankfully, I had the chops to do it because I was already using my voice so much. So, yes, it would yeah, hurt. Yes, it would. I would that get Gohan's, rest. The Gohan's different. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie, seventy, and I know that. that, that oh, I'm sorry. No, we're good. Oh, you go. 
Oh, oh yeah. nah, I didn't want to cut you off. I'm so sorry. I was just going to get all emotional. Nah, because, like, your voice completely... Because T. Gohan is my favorite character in Dragon Ball ever. And, like, never in a million years would I ever thought I would, like, ever have a conversation to, like, somebody... To, to the person that actually did it. And now knowing that, like, you uh, use real emotions for that, like, specific, like, part of the story... Yeah. Like that hits a lot more, and yeah. like my my condolences. I know it happened years and years ago, but still. Yeah, no, I'm I'm did change my life forever. I mean, I was just, I was in my twenties. She was only fifty one years old, and now and now I'm at her age. It's just so weird, and um, you know, she was about to be a grandmother. My brother had his first daughter like right after. So it's just it was a tough. I look back at it now, and it was such a tough year. Like I, it was it was a brand new career for me with anime and voice acting and stuff like that. But it was also like, I look back in like that year, 1999 was just so like a lot was going on. And I think I was just more resilient than I thought. Cause you know, I was young, I was traveling. I was, you know, I was kind of like independent. And so, you know, I, I made it through and you know, it's the power of the human spirit is gigantic, you know? And, you know, I actually went through a lot going on from around 2015 to 2021 where I was a, uh, I lost a lot of stuff. I wasn't able to become a mother. I had two shots at it and couldn't be a mom and I was wanted to be a mom. And then I'm like, what's my legacy going to be? And so I was lost. And, and for a long time, I ended up like getting really sick and having really bad insomnia. And, um, I lost my marriage. I lost all my jobs and I was just really floundering around, you know, trying to deal kind of on my own without my mom. And it was just really a rough time, but I hear these stories. Uh, it's kind of like rising from the Phoenix. And that's when I started coming back out to do comic cons. Cause I was like, people are like, why aren't you doing comic cons? Why aren't you doing meet and greets? I'm like, well, my stuff, you know, I did this stuff years ago. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say this cause it sounds really negative, but I'm like, well, I'm kind of old news. Like I did this a long time ago. Like I'm not doing anything brand new. So why would anybody want me to come to their comic con? But then I realized once I got back into comic cons in like 2017, that it's nostalgia. Mm -hmm. It's all retro. It's like everything is part of this pop culture and the fans are there. Like you guys, you know, they're older and they, you know, they have maybe some, you know, money to spend on collectibles. And of course you got the Funko pops and people want autographs and, you know, people kind of came out of member COVID hit and then we all kind of came out of that. And then the comic cons came full force about a year after. So I, um, I'm basically making hay while the sun's shining. I mean, this is kind of like residuals and royalties that we never got. We can do these meet and greets. This is a way that I found to um, um, generate commerce and have an income. And, you know, uh, I'm auditioning like crazy right now. I'm going to get a new agent. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm not done. Like I, I didn't retire. None of that. So I'm uh yeah. So I'm, 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 finally kind of feeling like I'm coming out of the dark and I'm thriving and I'm, I'm, I'm these meet and greets are like, kind of like my anime babies. They come up to me and they talk to me about how the show changed their life or it was like a good escape for them, or they might've been in a, a domestic violence type thing, or, or they were going through a lot. And so they would like hole up in their room and come home from school and watch Dragon Ball Z. And it's like, it's like such, it's so cathartic and so heartwarming to hear these stories of all of these people from actually some of them are all over the world like because we you know they broadcast in in um australia new zealand which is the same language so i was able to go out out to new zealand and australia and this this summer i'll be going back um so yeah it's just i'm just really grateful that the show itself was already so popular and that it be, it was just so mass produced and shown so you know because that gave 
gave the show and, and all the voice actors exposure, which then therefore led to our career mm-hmm. and Wikipedia, IMDb pages and things like that. So uh, I'm just humbled by it, really. Um, but the meet and greets and seeing the fans face to face is my absolute favorite part of what I do. And stuff like this, you know, interviews and, you know, trying to empower the youth to follow their dreams and, you know, believe in themselves and the power of the human spirit and stuff like that. And I'm also a big uh, supportive anti-bullying. I moved around every two or three years and was always a new girl and I was having trouble fitting in. And just when I did, we'd move again. And so, you know, there's all this, this disarray and, and, and I don't know, you know, we all have our own struggles, right? We all have like, you know, you turn on the news and it's like, oh, wow. You know, that now I feel like a, a butthole for complaining about my life. You know, it's like everybody has something worse mm-hmm. than we do, you know? So it's just yeah. a matter of just like mm-hmm. really immersing myself in the, uh, just embracing all of this love from all over the world, from all of these fans that just absolutely loved the, the work and the body of work. And I just appreciate that so much. I have a, uh, like a question, like, would you ever, uh, write like your life story? Cause from what I'm hearing, this is like very interesting and very like, like just emotional. And, and I don't know. Yeah. Like, is it, I don't know. It's it just, it, your story asked... seems... Sorry. Mm-hmm. I think now yeah, I interrupt. I've been... <laughs> I've been asked oh, to yeah. actually, for whatever reason, just randomly over the past few years, people would just hear little snippets of my struggles or whatever, my story. And they're like, you should write a book. Like, and I, I could, I have the, uh, the chops to do it. Cause I, I did a lot of, I wrote in a journal for many years and I was involved in a lot of creative writing in school. And, um, so I, I, it can, you know, I can see it within the realm of a possibility, um, it's, it would probably take a really long time to, to really figure all of that out and really just start brainstorming because there's just been so much that I don't want to like leave anything out. And then, you know, some of it's really personal yeah. and some like people judge you for this and that, not that that should matter, but it's part of a story. And that's, that's the whole concept is sharing your experience, strength and hope with people through your story. So we all have a story and we all come from different backgrounds with different beliefs and you know, values and morals and everybody's, you know, comes from, so there's, everybody has a story. So it's funny you said that. Cause I'm getting a lot of, a lot of feedback from people saying you should write a book. Like you should really like, cause I had a lot of other struggles too, with different types of uh, addiction and, and trying to cope with all of this loss and not really knowing how to without a family and, you know, just really trying to like find some kind of inner strength to pull me through it. And I really, truly feel like I'm a miracle. Like I'm still alive right now. Cause there's a bunch of stuff, you know, we don't have to go into now, but like really like almost lost my life a few times. And so it's like, you know, it took years and years to, to get through it. But I mean, I, I finally am like kind of feeling like I'm out of the darkness. I'm thriving. I'm embracing all of the love from the fans and trying to do my best to give back to them. And hell yeah. That's awesome. And just audition like crazy. And I've done a few little small projects lately, nothing significant. Um, but that's hopefully going to change really soon. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how it all happened for me. Um, and, um, and it's just great to, to do these interviews and hopefully empower people to follow their dreams and, you know, persevere and just find that the strength inside there, you know, it sounds cliche, but like inside there's like, there's, there's power in there, you know, there's power and 
in life and in your heart. And uh, I just want to give back because I've, I've been given so much with all of this adoration from all these fans. And it's just been, it's been really, really super crazy. Awesome. Could make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. And, you know, being a creative type, I'm a creative type. So I'm this, this need to express and this stuff, this is very emotional for me as well. And, um, but you have to, you know, I've, I've had to thicken my skin, you know, because I, I, I got picked on a lot for being a singer and, and knowing what I wanted to do. And, you know, my peers were just, I don't know, you know, sometimes you have this aura that comes off as a threat, you know, and it, it wasn't. But, you know, yeah. kids are kids. They're immature. We're like, I was I was a kid, too. You know, we, we were just trying to figure out who we were, you know. So, but, yeah, I use all of that to... Um, propel me now, you know, and just be like, wow, look at what I did. I really did do it. I've survived somehow. How did, how did that happen? You know? So. And yeah. you're staying busy too. That's awesome too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Staying busy and productive is huge too. Um, when it's, when you're trying to kind of like go through grief and just the, the daily struggles of life and, you know, none of us escape suffering. Human suffering is just, it's, it's, but, but we learn through it, you know, it, it's like you don't want to invite it, but at the same time, when you go through your hardest times, that's when you're really learning kind of your biggest lessons, um, which is why I think we're here. You yeah. know, we're here for that purpose. Yeah. That's so, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm kind of getting all like, I'm getting like, on you. I'm getting all like, you know, like, hey, hey I love it. <laughs> this is the reason that we love doing podcasts, like getting to know. Like so, you, like in a sense, like celebrities and different walks of life, like everybody's human at the end of the day. Like yeah, we're all human. We are. We are to look everybody straight in the eye. Nobody should cower. Nobody should should feel like their their ego or their arrogance is, makes them better. I am definitely. I say definitely. That's my word. Definitely not a. Um, <laughs> I'm not a. I'm uh, I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't know what it is, but I think it's just from being humbled and being a new girl for so long and constantly being ripped from school to school and city to city and state to state that I kind of feel like you can kind of plop me anywhere and I'll just kind of like deal. And it's like kind of like an innate resilience that kind of developed on its own without my realization. So it's like, I don't view myself as a celebrity. I don't view myself as an anime uh, goat or whatever y'all call it youngsters but like when i'm at the you know gigs and stuff i literally i'm just so down to earth i I grew up in a lot of small towns and um i'm accessible and i'm approachable whereas some aren't um and i'm not judging Mm -hmm. them for that some people have to put up that wall and some people really are so crazy insane famous that they can't go anywhere without being recognized and stuff like that so i I appreciate that side Mm -hmm. of it but like i just don't i mean like i hang out with my fans like i've got some uh uh, like recently I was in new, you know, I was in new England and I've got a, a sweet little crazy, insane girl that I love to death. She helped me put together the new, Eng- new England comic tour. Her name is Sophia Cormier. And, uh, I got to know her through a comic con. And then there's another one, Stephanie down in, uh, she's got a SSJ Go- Goshen four on YouTube. She's the, oh, I know her. I know her. The largest yeah, yeah. device. That's a female. So she's like crazy. Like she's been collecting since she's 11 and she's in her thirties now. She's in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. And then I've got like Brandy Dixon up in Portland, Oregon. Like I've, I've made like friendships with these people 
who I want to, I don't want to say, I guess they're kind of like super fans. Cause they like really like get into it. They cosplay, they, they make up their own characters. They do like, they're really, really super into it. So like, but I've gotten to be friends with them and, and in doing so we've been able to do business. I've been able to coordinate tours. I've been able to go and, you know, venture out in some States I've never been to. And then therefore they become like an agent for me and then they get their commission and then everybody's happy and everybody's like patting each other on the back. And then it's like a win, win, win for myself, for the liaison, as well as for the comic shops or the the comic con people, like everybody wins when, and that's what I always look to do is like, when I do a business venture, I always want to make sure everybody benefits, um, whether it be the comic con for the attendance uh, we, we make really high quality videos. My, my manager, Dan Bradford, my bass player, my best friend, my, he's everything to me. He um, helps me with my website, you know, stephanienadalny.com. And then I've got Larry Mitchell down in South Dallas who helps me with my Stephanie Nadalny voice actress page. And so like I've, I've, I've managed to kind of like create a network and they're kind of like family since I don't really have a family, they become like my family. And like I said, y'all are my anime babies. You know, y'all are my, the, you know, I have people hand me babies all the time and I, you know, give them lots of love and it's, I got to nurture, you know, cause I wanted to be a mom. So this is how I'm vicariously being a mom, you know, like nurturing my fans and their families. And I write to my, oh yeah, I have a uh, Instagram and all that too. And I write, oh, and TikTok. I don't know if you guys have seen some, oh my gosh, my TikToks are so silly. I have a, a social media manager. Aaron Hanania in Illinois, and he has been helping me grow my exposure on uh, social media. And now he's starting an agency, so I'm helping him work with his agent uh, as his agency to start booking talent. So I don't know. I I'm figuring it out. I'm surviving, and just grateful. Surviving and thriving, styling and profiling. You know, all that. Right, all diversified. Me. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was a sales rep for a while. I, I went through a hard time where I was having to wait tables whenever my my show band wasn't performing, and I mean, I've I've I don't know. Work ethic was already always instilled in me. My father, my mom, and dad both were very very hard workers. Um, always looking to provide for us, you know. So I guess I just learned that from being around it growing up, and so I just I don't know. If there's it's like I'm gonna find a way, you know. Even during COVID, I found a way. I couldn't perform. And I couldn't appear at events, but I found a way to, you know, record narrations or for YouTube videos. And I'd, I'd get online and look at backstage jobs and and find a way to utilize my voice, you know, radio commercials, you know. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's a it's a it's a good quality and I'm, I'm embracing it big time. Listen, OK, hear me out. Well, all right. You, you, I listen to you while I'm on cardio 24 seven. Your voice oh, is just amazing. It's so inspiring. Like when I'm on the treadmill, I, just, I watch the Gohan scenes all the time and Kid Goku scenes just to motivate me to keep going. It's, pretty, so it's pretty good. Man. It's just, I'm just like, I love I, you. I, think, I think you should like do gyms go to gyms like you're like why are you not doing meet and greets at gyms that'd be really great for like i don't know dragon ball is very expiring for like fitness and working out i need to get my my butt into the gym myself i am i am in my worst shape and in my heaviest i'm not obese or fat or anything but i'm at my heaviest weight and i'm not in shape and it's making me crazy like i want to get back in in shape and tone because i'm not dancing and singing in a band anymore 
So unless I'm walking my dog, I'm not getting much exercise, but I, the martial arts part of it is kind of interesting too. Like, cause I did a, I did the taste of Chicago back in like 2001. And we did, we did like a martial arts thing where I was there signing autographs and they were, they were doing a martial arts like vendor booth. And so I can see what you mean, like morphing it into like the workout and stuff. Cause I do hear about fans yeah. like listening to parts of the show or kind of like getting pumped up and powering up, like uh, getting them pumped up and, and oh. inspired mm-hmm. to, to work out and to keep doing it. Exercise is hard, especially yeah. to get in the habit of exercise is like so difficult. So thank you for saying I need to get into the gym because I know I, I'm not taking offense. No, I really physically need to go to the gym and start working out again. I mean, I mean, you need to be like, I think, because I see people with Goku on the shirts and all the time. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you could just sign people. I, it would be crazy. Maybe, well, I won't talk to my gym because I want you there. That would be godlike because all my gym, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. We'll do a Delaware. Oh, I mean, we do a lot of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You kind of come to Delaware we'll and you at the training center. We'll promote. We'll do uh, a Comic-Con or not a Comic-Con, but we'll do a comic shop. Yeah. The whole Delaware thing. Yeah. Because I, I, I will, I will send you a contact of a person that would be great to do it. And then like, because yeah. like your voices, man, I it's I, I can't, I don't listen. Just say it. I'm just, it's, it's, it's pretty godlike. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, godlike. Your, your voice inspired a lot of kids, and because I, I used to go to boys and girls clubs when I was a, a kid. So like, we used to watch Dragon Ball before the, uh, before the bus picks us up for school, and afterwards too when we after school. So like, your voice was always there with a bunch of kids just. Pretending, hey, I'm Goku, I'm Gohan, I'm Freeze, I'm Cell. It's amazing. Yeah. Like the the fact that like your voice has been heard probably to millions of children is just yeah. I, I couldn't understand. Like that's a, that's amazing. Like it, it is amazing. To, to I didn't know what was too. happening. I didn't know. I mean, I knew there was some. Oh, yeah. I knew there was. Um, Burger King put out there. Um, they did a promotion in like I want to say 2000. I could be wrong, but they they gave away Dragon Ball Z um, action figures um, at Burger King. Uh, they did yep. whole, yeah, that's when I was like, wow, this is a big deal. And then when I knew it was on Cartoon Network, I like it, it took a while, but over the years, I was like, wow, this is a really big show. Like this is a big deal. This is a franchise. It's still going to this day. You know. Then they put out the movies and the video games, and then. I remember going over with my show band over to uh, Europe and uh, I guess I'd been voicing about a year and a half and I was in uh, Italy and I turned on the TV in my hotel room and they were playing Dragon Ball Z and, 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 and there's Gohan speaking in Italian. I was like, what? And then I saw <laughs> Dragon Ball Z and merchandise in the souvenir shops in Italy. I was like, okay this is a way bigger deal. And then when I went to my first Comic-Con that same summer of 2000, uh, I went to San Diego Comic-Con, which I didn't even know Comic-Cons existed. That's when I was like, wow, this is a big deal. But still, I still thought it was like going to end like a short lived, like it's going to, it's going to be a big deal for now. We're going to do a bunch of signings and we're going to do this for a few years. And then it's going to just kind of fade or fizzle. And then, uh, and now Listen. I'm like, no, it's, it's the nostalgia. It's, 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 it's our kids, 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 our kids, 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 kids will know your voice. It's gonna be crazy because your voice is on everything. It's it's so wild. Like on TikToks and stuff, you see like TikTok edits of like working out, and it's like your Gohan. Your Gohan is just 
oh my god <laughs> i'm like damn Oh, actually, actually, I have a very interesting question, and this is going back for like the father son Kamehameha. Were you in uh, what? Who does Goku's voice? Sean again? Shebel. Sean. Sean Shebel. Were you in the studio, like, like next to each other while doing that scene, or was it like a separate recording? Oh, it was all separate. We recorded separately, one oh. at a time. Yeah, I know. Now the the thing is. It's all timing. Like, so say like I came in and did a session. If somebody prior to me had voiced, you know, the dialogue prior, I would be able to react to that or vice versa. So say like I came in and then, you know, Linda Young came in to do Frieza or whatever. If, if I had already done my lines, the director could put those in our headphones and we could respond to them, which I found to be great. Cause oh, like yeah. as an actor, actress, cool. um, I'm not the greatest dramatic. I tried that, but I was, I'm really just more um, improv and musicals and kind of like cheesy. I said, I'm naturally better at that. But um, so we could like respond to each other. And then the only other time we really see anybody like other actors and stuff was what we, uh, back in the day, it was a small company. A lot of us did multiple roles for different stuff. The, the company was tiny. Um, and we would meet up about once a year for a few years early on for a cast party. And we would like do karaoke and, have food and hang out with each other. And that's when we kind of got to know the castmates. And that kind of was how we intermingled and got to know each other. And then in between sessions, you know, coming and going down the hallway, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, like I would leave and somebody else would show up and vice versa. And then a lot of the directors were uh, voice actors themselves. So I worked with Mike McFarland, the voice of Master Roshi. He was there right before they did all of these auditions. He was there early on. He's still there now, a crunchy role. Uh, and then Chris Kaysen, Chris Bevins, uh, Chris Bevins recorded me in Dragon Ball GT. Um, some of those guys were also voice actors and Sonny Strait, uh, voice of Krillin. He, he did some directing. So I got to know the directors who happened to be other voice actors a little bit more than some of the others, because I saw them more often. Mm-hmm. And then there's ADR directors. They had interns. I mean, they started picking up more properties, blue gender, Yu Yu Hakusho. Then I started doing animation themes. Um, I'm a singer. Yeah. So I got with the Carl Finch from Brave Combo. And we we put together. We were hired to take the Japanese lyrics and turning them in, turn them into English, which is something I you know love doing. You know, writing poetry and lyrics and stuff and songs. And so I was able to sing Sayonara Bye Bye for um, Yu Yu Hakusho, which is one of my bigger ones. And then I did the opening and closing theme to Kitty wow. Gray and Case Closed. And then I started um, finding other singers, male and and recruiting them to come in so that not all the themes were the same singers. And I wish we were still doing that. I could mm-hmm. do that all day long. I love being in the studio. I love recording. I love working with lyrics and music. And if you go to my website, I wrote a, a, a cute, funny song about uh, Halloween and Christmas and they're for kids. I'm, I'm just naturally better at the novelty stuff. The kind of like the rated G. <laughs> um, Cause I'm just cheesy like that, you know? Um, and I just grew up really conservative and it's just, my mom always wanted me to be a lady, you know, don't, you know, use profanity. You know? <laughs> she was always very loving to kids and animals. And that's kind of how I got all of that going. So, um, so my website has a bunch of that on there and I'd love to do more of that. I also did some parodies for morning show radio. I've got a demo on there that y'all can listen to. And there's some stuff on YouTube for whatever reason, I wasn't credited for those animation themes. Um, Carl Finch was uh, cause he was a producer. I, I'm not complaining about it. I just, a lot of the fans don't realize I'm a singer and that I did a lot of that stuff. And I wish they were still doing those to this day. Cause I would be all over that. 
directing, finding mm-hmm. singers, recruiting. Um, I'm mentoring starlets right now for Vince Vance and the Valiants again. They're still performing. I did a show with them um, just two nights, one night. What What is today? Oh, Sunday. And Friday night, I worked with them again, which was great because that took me back to my youth, my nostalgia. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of like lovely. doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I, I taught voice for a while and piano uh, through Zoom. I'm, I'm doing a little bit of mentoring and coaching. I'm not the greatest with the technology part of it and the equipment that was needed, but between me and Dan together, we can, we can mentor and, um, you know, kind of do a little bit of at least startup coaching, um, and just advice on how to kind of get a demo done and how to get your voices out there and different things like that. Oh, we're going way over 30 minutes. That's I am cool. so sorry. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. As long as you, as long as you need. I just wanted to hear you talk. That's awesome. Hear what you yeah. talk had to say. Uh, yeah, but I just want to just as thank you for coming on the show. It was I appreciate you and everything. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you. Stay in touch. Yeah. I'll send you some more people that might want to jump on yeah. with you guys. I, I'm I'm uh I I've got some in my immediate sphere. You know, Chuck Huber, Linda Young, Cynthia Kranz, mm-hmm. Tiffany Vollmer, Brian Massey. I know a bunch of people that <laughs> would possibly be able to do an interview that might be interested um everybody's independent and freelance so i don't know what their availability would be i know a lot of us work on the weekends but um if i can send you their info um and of course i can post a link and try to get you guys some more some more uh guests yeah uh before you leave we usually ask we switched it on our guests what question do you have for us well do you have if you have any yeah, what do you guys do for a living? What's your job? What's your passion? So my my passion, I'm an author, I'm a writer. So I have published three books and I'm working on another one. But that right now is my dream, my passion. Of course, I have to pay bills with a steady job. So I, I'm a, a safety advisor at a company called Restoration Hardware, very expensive furniture. And it gives me the opportunity to travel around the country to open up new stores and stuff like that. Oh, so, I good. Mean, that, that's been a commercial for that. Yeah, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really fun like uh, job, but I love writing. I love creating. Uh, that's been my passion my for the last four or five years. What about you, Sailor? Uh, I I am a bodybuilder slash podcast person, and I like make content. I love to make content. I love bodybuilding. I'm going to compete. One day in bodybuilding. That's what I love to do. Wow. I, I need to come up there and hit the gym. be my trainer. I got you. I need a I trainer. Train, go. This is crazy. This is. I got you. Harder to stay in shape the older you get. Huh. And it's like, I love sugar. Damn it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, you I, have, I, right, my friends got me into it. Guys. So. I think when you do it with your friends, it's easier. It's so easy to do it with your friends. Oh, and you got to have your buddies. Yeah, it's always better. Yeah. Wow. And I also, my day job is Brinks. I work at Brinks. I am a messenger to carrier, so I carry the money. Oh, my gosh. How scary. <laughs> People get <laughs> Everybody said. No, I, I mean, you I, got. I usually don't. You got stuff to yeah, like. There you go. I'm sorry. Protect you like 
because people, I see those yeah. trucks drive up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's so scary. We got good, but you learn a lot about like people's body language, interacting with people, how you move, safety. Also, you're driving. Make sure driving better. It helps you a lot. And you appear like you you get to see more and you think about what you're doing more. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like it. It's fun. Figured you had all of that in place. I mean, that's good. You gotta you gotta be able to protect yourself and then. But that's a good one too, though. You're a big guy. You're gonna like, hey, don't mess with me. Intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I try. I try. I try. I try. You go Super Saiyan on him if you have to. Power up and go. Sometimes it be like that. He's, he's built like he's built like Broly too. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it be like. Sometimes it be like that. Uh, we ask you. Uh, okay, the end of the show. Now we have to ask you. What are you listening to and what are you reading? And then you would wrap, wrap Oh, that's up. a cool question. What am I listening to? Okay, well, I'm getting onto the Spotify thing. I'm, I haven't set up my p- playlist yet. But lately, well, I listen to Donna Summer. Anytime I really need motivation, I go straight back to my roots. And I go to Donna Summer and ABBA and 70s and disco. And I mean, I'll, I'll be jamming down, you know, kind of drive a lot. I commute all over the place. Dallas-Fort Worth is huge. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I jam out to that when I can. I'm in the process of trying to figure out how to get, I have an old car right now, so I don't have anything fancy. It's got like a CD player in it. And so I'm finding a way to like get my music into my car. Cause I, like I said, I drive a lot. Um, so it's that. And then I've, uh, I love earth, wind and fire. Oh, they're, they're amazing. They're, mm-hmm. uh, I, and then, you know, just um, I'm, 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 listening to this really cool eclectic station called 91.7 in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And they play a lot of local artists and a lot of stuff that you don't get to hear because they don't have the marketing or the money behind them to get them on like mainstream radio. So now more than ever, um, artists in general are able to, there's so many platforms to showcase. And there wasn't any of that when I was a kid, you know, we didn't even, I mean, it was just the radio. That's all you really, you know, there wasn't any internet, there wasn't cell phones. I mean, there was no way to like, to share your abilities and your, you know, you know, really, really get your stuff out there as far as like, if you're writing stuff, unless you went in the studio and physically did it. And that's a lot of money to hire all the musicians. So anyway, I'm finding a lot of eclectic artists that are not, some of them are local and like they, they, they're getting, I'm going to try to get my stuff on that station actually, because with brave combo and my, the whole thing with that uh, award-winning polka band, they have a lot of really good, you know, they put out a, a whole bunch of CDs. And so I'm trying to see if I can get some of my stuff on, on that station. So I've been listening to that. And those are kind of like, I say they're unknowns because they just haven't like hit the mainstream and they don't necessarily have to, but um, I'm listening to that. And then reading, oh my gosh, I go from like the horoscopes and the Dallas morning news to um, self-help books. I'm reading, I'm reading a really cool book called the language of letting go by Melody, uh, Melody Beattie. Oh God, I hope I got that right. It's a, it's a, I have like three or four devotionals that I read ones for codependency ones for just empowerment. And, uh, I have a Jesus calling by my bed, which is inspiring whether you are spiritual or religious or not. Um, if you, you know, whatever you believe, whether it's the universe or the cosmos or that, you know, the, karma you know whatever i mean some everybody has a different view of what they feel like is spiritually like what works for them so i have a ton and then i have a whole library of books that i haven't opened yet but a lot of them are very um i have one called motherless daughters i want to read because you know what happened with my mother and um gosh i just have a whole library of stuff that i uh there's one on um 
what happens, you know, like uh, on the other side, like when you transition after you, you know, when you pass away and with me having so much death and loss mm -hmm. and a lot of relatives passing so, so, so soon in life, I, you know, like to believe that there's more out there once we pass on and move on to the next place in the realm of whatever. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know. And I, I watch a lot of the um, near death experiences and they're pretty, uh, pretty profound. Yeah. And it makes you kind of like that's awesome. That's awesome. get rid, you know, trying to like get rid of the fear, like like faith always be over your fear, so you don't like fear death or fear things anymore, you know. Anxiety and yeah, stuff like that's that. That's the it's one all, thing that's always promised in, in life. It's all in your head. It's like you know you gotta eradicate that crap. Just enjoy the now. Don't worry about the right. what what will be. Exactly. The past, you're kind yeah. of living in depression. The future, you're living in anxiety. But if you're living in the moment, you are in the present, which is a gift. And this moment is all we yeah. have right now. Like, boom, it's gone. Boom, it's gone. Like, yeah. not yeah. saying that negatively. It's like, yeah. you've got to embrace what's going on right now yeah. in front of you. Yeah. Keep moving forward. Self-awareness. Yeah, it's a self-awareness thing. Like, yeah. uh, what's that word? Uh, starts with an M. Um, mindfulness. Mindfulness. Yes. yes. Yeah, and I went on and on and on. I'm okay. so sorry. I'm a vocal. No, you're fine. Like this is I I was like, I just want to talk to one of the what? greatest persons in the world. <laughs> so, again, so, um, I I wouldn't say that. I've made some big mistakes in my life, trust me. I'm not I'm, yeah. we all have. We all I have. Know, but <laughs> I just you're a really dope human and I'm really glad to thank you for I this has been my best day ever. I'm not gonna lie. I, 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 been <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to cry. Really talking. I got two and, more. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on. Awesome. Let's do oh, it again yeah. if you want. Ooh. Maybe later, later this year. Yes. After the summer and the fall, we can do it again, yeah. and we can we'll talk about some stuff, other stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we. Oh, yeah. uh, I want you to come to my gym. I want you at my gym. I got your DJ at my gym. We will right. be there. Get you well, a I'm table set up. Everything. Yeah. Well, the the banner, all the setup, the posters. The I bring all that stuff with me, and yeah, let's we can do like some some stuff over a microphone and some MC and like pump some people up and maybe use the yeah. go on. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that would be right. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. Thank you for coming. Where can they find you? Where can they find I'm you? On website stephanienadolny.com. I have Instagram, Stephanie Nadalny. I have TikTok, Steph Nadalny. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Stephanie Nadalny, voice actress on Facebook. I have Moonglass Band on Facebook. I'll be adding some of my newer dates to my website soon. Um, I do have a form submission on that website. If anybody wants to write to me, I will. it'll come straight to my email. You can email. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, just... Look for me at a Comic Con or comic store near you, and we can do the Kamehameha wave. Yeah, uh, Benny, where can they find you? Where can they find you? Benny? Find me on Instagram at Benny J Blanco and on the and uh, X Twitter at the Benny J Blanco. But I also want to say thank you so much, Stephanie. I really, really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, and thank you. But where can Absolutely. they find you, Sailor? You can find me. Find me at Sailor Games 18, the mall, 
TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, your mom's house. You can find me everywhere. I'm here to help everybody, okay? I love everyone. <laughs> That's I'm, funny. I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Stephanie, give yes. us some uh, encouragement for the day. Give us some encouragement today. Okay. My big thing right now, again, it may sound cliche, but I've been seeing it a lot on like, you know, signs and little miracle, little droplets of like, I, mine is like live, laugh, love, laughter. I don't know. I, I all start with an L. I don't know why, but, um, man, just worry. It just, it's, Tom Hanks said this. It's like, you know, it, whatever you're going through will pass. I know it, like I said, it sounds cliche, but mm. you gotta stay focused in the now, be present in the moment, embrace it because we are literally here for a vapor. As you get older, the, the years will fly by. Time flies when you're in a coma. <laughs> um, so embrace the moment. And I know I've got the silly dad jokes. I can we could do a whole episode on silly dad jokes. By yes, I love them. Oh I love yeah, it. with the goha joke, with the goha voice. I love it. Don't take love yourself it. too seriously. Like just relax and like you know kind of like laugh at yourself not in like a bad way but like just i think embracing that laughter and having humor in your life is really important um no matter what kind of walk of life you have i think that when you can really let go and belly laugh at something um gosh there's so much stuff to see on youtube and i mean anything from like puppies and babies to you know whatever voice actors you know whatever it is but um mm -hmm. Of laughter and then just you know i'm just a, like i said a big supporter of encouraging everybody my one of my big things now and it, it's gonna it's kind of it's kind of deep but like you know when there's like all this diversity in life and there's all these you know suffering in all these different countries and whatever basically i just feel like everybody should just embrace and be non-judgmental to your to your brothers and sisters here because we're all just walking each other home and i know that sounds like Mm -hmm. Kind of like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. But it is like, we're, we're really all connected and we're all part of the universe. So just give the best of yourself, shine your light, be the best person you can be, work on yourself each and every day. What can you do better? Start your day with a daily inventory in the morning and get your day started with empowerment and end your day with what could I've done better? That's, that's kind of my two cents or three cents or four cents. What? Thank you. Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. You let me know how I can follow you and support you and send you more people. Oh yes, we yeah, yeah we will send you all the things, all the things. Our emails, TikTok, we'll add you on uh, Twitter, uh, yeah, Facebook, all that, whatever. Oh, you right Twitter. Steph Vox is my Twitter. I haven't been on uh, there, but yeah. Okay, Steph we'll send you our Instagrams and uh, Facebooks and stuff like that. Whatever yeah. you want to get yourself, we'll send you our links. Okay. Thank That's you. We love you. I'm going to. Add Listen, but I have I a love you. I have, have a question a before we go. One oh, more no. question before we go. Okay. Okay. Why do, why do women have butts on their chins? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. That was, that was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Have a blessed day. We love you. Love you guys too. Sorry if I interrupted a little bit there. Have a great rest of your day. This was no. awesome. Yeah, keep you're the awesome one. Be on a Sunday uh, afternoon, then here with the Power of Friendship podcast. Yeah. Oh.